Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey guys, another Wednesday, another episode. That's right. We're here in your ears. As always, we have a very fun episode for you today. Quarantine may be coming to a considerably premature kind of end in many places around the U.S., but if most of us are smart, we won't be socializing the way we used to for quite some time. And so we have a couple of fun options to have fun and feel connected during this time of our lives. Ways to have fun. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, Ashley. The tits and the shits. Hey, Ash, do you want to go first? Hi, friend. With your tits and your shits? Sure. Your teat, your one teat. My uh, first one is I feel like I'm finally finding my groove coming to terms with things, you know, the denial and the depression and the anxiety have kind of subsided for now. And I'm feeling motivated and I'm even working out. I know. I know. And not just like the running, like I was running before away from my feelings and everything. I was just going to say, not necessarily (laughs) running away from your feelings. You know what I noticed yesterday on my run? I started crying. I was running by some signs that were like, we love our heroes and stuff. And I just started crying and I was like, oh. Oh, I keep doing this because I'm like exerting energy. It just something clicked in my head. I've gained a considerable amount of weight for myself. And I know I focus on this a lot in the podcast, but nobody's perfect. It's my thing. Get over it. On one hand, yeah, it's a a rough time and I am eating more and I'm okay with that, but I'd like to kind of keep it at bay so I don't get to a point where I'm just, oh shit, what did I do to myself? And you know, it affects your mental health. Not very much so. Like I've been feeling really bad about myself. Yeah. And I was going to say, not just the feeling bad about yourself because you're heavier, but working out creates endorphins. Totally. And so get Getting your body moving, it's like a twofold. You'll feel better about being in your body and not have like a negative self-image when you look in the mirror. And two, it will create serotonin blasts to your brain. So yeah, I'm feeling better about myself. I feel like overall it's motivating me to do other things and like just get back to my routine. Because honestly, the routine I'm living right now isn't that different than it was before. Right. So get the fuck over it. Except for social interaction. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. But like I worked from home, you know, I was with Sebastian a lot of the times, whatever. Um, I have another little added bonus tit, which is to hear it. So before Sebastian in his crib while he's falling asleep, he sings, I love my family. I love my family. Just over and over and over and over again. And it makes me really happy. That's freaking adorable. It's the cutest thing. I'm going to record it so that everyone can hear it. Oh my God. So cute. And how about your shits? I don't think I actually have one this week, which is, I'm going to ride that wave. That's so nice. And if I do have it, I don't know what it is. You don't remember it. I don't remember it. So let's Let's just go with it. Can I start with my shits and end with my tits? Please, feel free. All right. So my shits are that I've started to feel like a little bit disconnected from Luna at times. And from Mm. everything that I've read in the research, that is a very healthy part of the next stage of her development where she develops this kind of idea that there is something besides me and her dad. I mean, it's early for like full independence, you know, obviously. Yeah, so a couple times that I notice it happening is when she's very tired or throwing a tantrum, she kind of glazes over and isn't 
making direct eye contact with me. <laughs> He's just kind of like acting like a crazy person. And I feel like I don't understand what is happening to her. And she just kind of zones out. Um, yeah. And I just feel kind of far away from her. And I asked you about this. She also is affectionate in the fact that she loves kisses and she pats and she very obviously is very loving. But she's not really a snuggler. She's very controlling. If I put a hand on her, she moves it away. Yes. She's become very bossy about like when I lay down next to her, she moves my face to be the direction that she wants the, my face to be facing. If I'm looking up too much, she like aggressively moves my head. So I'm looking at it. She's like, no, here, no, here, no, here. And she doesn't really want to snug unless she initiates the snug. Yeah. So those two things make me feel kind of distant. And then we've struggled with this TV thing in as every Every parent has. Um, my mom puts her in front of the TV to eat, and we had not been doing that. Um, but now that it's harder for her to get to finish the food because she's in a hard eating phase, right? We got in the habit of putting her in front of the TV when she eats, which I really dislike. And she zones out and then acts like a monster. It's direct correlation between too much TV acting like a monster. So. I'm not going to tell my mom to do it because grandparents, whatever. Yeah, they get somewhat of a pass. But now she's throwing full tantrums and I'm having to deal with it. And I feel horrible because I was saying, no, don't throw that on. I mean, I was really losing my shit. Don't throw that on the ground. What are you doing? And then I Googled, what should you do? And it said, you shouldn't say no. And so now I even hate myself more because this is what I'm saying. The cheese is happier on your table. (laughs) Your sippy cup is happy when it's on the table. Can we keep the sippy cup on the table? The sippy cup is happy when it's on the table. Oh, oh, the sippy cup's on the floor. The sippy cup is unhappy. Oh, mommy's unhappy too. We're all unhappy. Okay, let's, I'm saying it in a way that if I heard another mother say this. You'd roll your eyes so hard. I would be like, hit that kid. No, not really. But you know what I mean? But like a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to stay positive and instead of being like, no, don't do that. Because she really imitates me when I do that. The cheese is happier on your on your counter the cheese cheese likes to so happy with his friends on the plate oh god it's the worst i think the controlling thing is very normal though because sebastian still does that like he tries to tell us what to do no mommy you stay there daddy you come here he's very bossy very very bossy and he's like kind of a control freak and i've said it i'm like you're a control freak i don't want to deal with you he has no idea what i'm saying but i know the truth right i think that's all just like so normal but it's still so and you feel like so disconnected from your kid because of it. I feel like I've mentioned this either on the show or just to you separately, but I felt like we could really read each other very well. I mean, she came from my body. Like we had this unspoken. Maybe I talked about it in therapy. I think I talked about it in therapy. And my therapist is like, that's normal. She has to separate from you. It's a slow process, you know. But yeah, and Lee and I were talking about it because Lee's feeling it too. And I was like, man, imagine how it's going to feel when she's like a movie teenager. Preteen is going to be terrible. I had a moment yesterday or two days ago, I don't remember, where I I looked at Sebastian and got like kind of upset with him for being a big boy now and kind of sad where I was just like I just remember when you were a baby and you all you wanted to do was feed off of mommy and hug mommy and you would fall asleep on mommy and it was the greatest and now you're a big boy and you want nothing to do with me so it sucks but you know at least I won't have a teenage daughter so there's that (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like it'll come around maybe when she's a little bit older she'll get back to being a little cuddly and then it's like a constant push and pull I feel like yeah another side tits is that I don't actually know if this is a tits or a shits my daughter sees Kesha on tv and says mommy (laughs) 
present day Kesha or, or like TikTok Kesha? Uh, closer to TikTok Kesha, but with less makeup because Kesha did a couple Sesame Street stints and Luna sees her and she's got curly hair and she I goes, think that's great. And you know what? Honestly, I get it. I see it myself. Old Kesha for sure is like dirty. Like she looks like she doesn't bathe. But she wasn't when she was on Sesame Street. They cleaned her okay. up for Sesame Street. They were Street. like, you need to not bathe in Jack Daniels. Today. She basically looks like 90s Carrie. <laughs> Big curly hair. Like, you know. I mean, I think it's kind of a compliment. Kesha's a hell of a good time, it seems like. I know, but Luna's like, mommy, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I'm going to start putting the dollar sign for Sotero, maybe. Like Kesha. <laughs> So that's my shits, but not the Kesha. The Kesha is segueing into my tits. And my tits are that this week, I got to teach yoga to three different people, one of which was you, who were previously like, I do not like yoga. Yoga sucks. Yoga is not for me. Yuck to the yoga. And I had three different people reach out to me and say, you know what, let's just try. And I gave them short privates. And all of them afterwards were like, huh, that's weird. I Now I like yoga. That was really good. And I think part of it is because I use like real words. Like I'll say, bring your vagina forward or like whatever. No, really, you are a great yoga teacher. And it's not just because of the words you use. And I've done a good amount of yoga. I just am not a regular practitioner. You're just like really good at explaining what the different parts of your body should be doing instead of just being like, okay, you want to keep your back straight here. Like, okay, but I feel like I'm keeping my back straight. What does that actually mean? And you do a good job of being like, no, tits out, ribs in or pelvis out, ribs in, whatever it is that you said. But you're just very good at explaining it. Thank you. It's vag forward, ribs back. That's what it was. (laughs) But But there's other ways to say it too. It was great. And you were patient with my maniac child. well, I mean, I have a maniac child, so what are you going to do? I mean, I wouldn't be as patient. I mean, that's why I teach yoga. The reason why I continue to teach yoga is for people to have that breakthrough where they're like, oh, it makes sense. I mean, I love my regular students who can nail all the poses, but my favorite thing is to have someone that accidentally wanders into my yoga class. I just think that there's lots of different gateways into the practice and I hated yoga forever until I found the right teacher. I had to kiss a lot of frogs till I yeah. found my yoga prince or princess. And now there's still lots of teachers I don't like taking yoga from. So it really, you have to find the thing that works for you. And you're right, it doesn't work for everybody, but I think it works for most if you are diligent enough to try to find the right teacher. So my tits are, I felt like I had chosen the right career path. Oh, that's nice. I'm honored to have been a part of that. What you did really made me feel good and it got me on a path of feeling a little better. So you know, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, Ashley. <laughs> Should we move on now? Yes. Should we get away from all this hokey-dokey Loving, crap? loving, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. So today we really want to focus on ways to have fun with your friends, with your family, with anyone you're missing, because we should try and have some fun in all of this because life is passing us by. And our quality of life should be the best that it can be. Absolutely. In trying to figure out how do we do these things, I came across this article from the New York Times. You know we love our New York Times here. Shout out to Amy and Tim for their login. For their login. Because <laughs> we can now read more than five articles in a month. So thank you very much, people I have never met. Which is why recently <laughs> all of our articles have been from the New York Times. <laughs> okay, so the article is called Five Games to Play on Video Chat During Quarantine. I figured we would go through the games and kind of like give a brief synopsis. And then we have a little fun surprise after. That's right. All right, so the first one is called Drink. Thank you. 
Talk Learn. Oof, that's a terrible name for a game. (laughs) I want to preface this by saying I come from a big time game night family. We used to do it all the time. I have a lot of friends who would come to my parents' house as adults, like out of college, would come to my parents' house. We'd have a night where we all drank and play games. Charades is our go-to in the Heron household. We make everyone participate. So don't you walk into that fucking door and say you don't play charades. Also, P.S., if you guys do not invite me to one of these when this is over, I swear I'm going to come and cut you. Oh, of course you're going to. This one, I just think it needs a better name because Drink, Talk, Learn makes it sound like a leapfrog game for kids or something. Yeah, it sounds like educational games. Okay, so it says each person puts together a presentation about something they're passionate about and then everyone takes turns screen sharing and talking for three minutes on their topic. Once each person has presented, the group can vote on a winner or hand out awards in different categories like best use of GIF or most convincing argument. I love this. For an example, the right way to hang toilet paper, any off the wall topic. My presentation would be why reality TV is actually a highbrow thing. I'm nerdy. So like, let me do a PowerPoint presentation on some really picky thing. I think it's a great idea. In fact, I think we should have a game night where we like tell people we're going to do this. The only reason I don't love this is because a lot of us are working from home or we have our children and we're already doing so much during the day that I don't want to have to like put ahead of time work into a game. I feel like I would have to be in the right mood for this game. Do you want to know what my topic would be? What? Length of ass cracks. Oh yeah, you love that. (laughs) I forgot that weird, very strange fact about you and your Sotero family. See cousins, I remember. The length of ass crack. I feel like every time I mention it, someone goes, oh, I've never thought about that, but you're right. So that's what I would present on. But what what are you going to present? Like, is there a correlation? Does the length of your ass crack mean one thing or another? No, I would just how to measure, taking an accurate measurement. different types of ass cracks. <laughs> so the next game is a scavenger hunt. To play, you can choose to compete in themed rounds where players race to collect multiple items, or you can go item by item, which has the benefit of permitting speed rounds only the fastest player score. So you could be like, this is the craft round. So everyone has to like go find as many craft items, which let me tell you, I would dominate a craft <laughs> round. I would absolutely dominate everybody except for maybe Martha Stewart. Players can win multiple points depending on the prompt. Like if they're challenged to find foreign currency and pull out cash from various countries, they'll get multiple points for that. You can also up the ante by asking for multiples of popular items. For example, okay, go find a penny. But then if you find 20 pennies, you get 20 points. Got it. So hoarders would do well. Yeah, I would do very well in a scavenger hunt. I would have the most random shit. I one time hosted a a real life scavenger hunt at the bar that I worked at on Thanksgiving. We call it like Orphans Thanksgiving. Right. Well, so we put all these things that we thought no one would get, like a picture with Steve Buscemi dated for today. Like, or like you know, like whatever. Uh, an interview with like Chris Christie or like something ridiculous. One of them was water from the Guanas Canal because it's so polluted that we figured no Disgusting. one would do it. Oh my God, people got us. And I was like, I'm not even touching this. I don't even want you to bring it to me. I feel like you should be held personally responsible for like anyone who got cancer after that. And someone got a picture with Steve Buscemi because they live next door to him. That's fine. And then they won. Anyway. I love that bridal shower game where it's like, find these things in your purse. Yeah. That I always do really well because I have like everything under the sun in my purse. Me too. We're the MacGyver mom. We are very much the MacGyver mom. Then there's storytelling I spy. To play, each person takes a 
turn picking an object in their house and then telling the story of how they got it without actually saying what it is. The rest of the group then has to guess as quickly as they can what the object is. Depending on how challenging you want the game to be, you can keep it light by only recounting the origin stories of the items most people probably have in their homes, or you can lift the restriction and let players pick from any of their possessions. Right. So you could be like, oh, I went to Macy's and I tried out so many of these until I finally found the one I wanted. And then people would have to like, for me, that means my couch. Right. And I was thinking bra. Sure. Bra. I mean, really, Macy's is a bad one because it's like too much stuff. And then it says, while you aren't allowed to outright lie, the more dramatic, vague or misleading the storytelling, the better the game. And if you're stumped on what to say, you can also get creative for a second hand sweater or something, you can describe what you imagine the former owner was like and the places it might have been. All right, next one is drawing challenges. So to play this one, you can try video chat platform House Party, which I have and have never used. Have you ever used House Party? No. uh -uh. I got it because Zach invited me and I like went on for two seconds and was like, okay, I gotta go in (laughs) true me fashion. So it offers a Pictionary type of game called Quick Draw where one person draws a series of prompts in a given amount of time and everyone else else has to guess the word. So it's kind of like Pictionary. So if your group prefers a different approach, you can easily do it DIY style using like a game word generator and having players take turns sharing their screens. For larger and more competitive groups, you can split into two teams. I mean, I feel like you could use a dry erase board. Right, and just be like, hey! I don't know how many people have dry erase boards. Or you can use your iPad with the drawing function. Oh yeah. What app do you use for that? Even in your notes section, there's, if you tag down, there's a drawing area. Oh really? I guess only on iPads. No, it's on your iPhone too. Oh, really? Yeah, in notes. You can do it and you can draw a picture. Oh, I had no idea. Huh. Fun things to learn. Eco-friendly. I like that. And then another game is Talent Show. Self-explanatory, the weirder, the more fun everyone will have, even has a link on how to do a couple of magic tricks. I want to know what my friend's weird hidden talents are. I mean, I think in this situation, it's definitely only hidden talent. Like, sure, you could get up there and, like, belt a Broadway show tune, but it's going to be so much more fun if you can, like, burp the ABCs or something. Right, right. One of my sister-in-laws, I won't say which one, because I don't know if they want this known, but one of them can queef on demand. Yes! Yeah. And it's pretty much my favorite thing ever. (laughs) I think it is so awesome. That's amazing. All right. Carrie, do you have an all-time favorite game night game? I really like Boulder Dash. I don't even know what that is. What is that? I've heard of it. That's the one where you make up a fake definition of a word that you pull a word that's very hard to like it's not a word you would know and you write a definition of it and then everybody reads out the definitions and you vote on what you think the real one is well that's fun so you have to like be good at kind of lying i like that one i do like a pictionary yeah pictionary is always good i love trivial pursuit Mm-hmm. I'm a big werewolves person. I've only played that a couple times. Oh, man, I love werewolves. Love it so much. Werewolves is so good. Also, I think there's a mob version mm. of it that's also good. My biggest challenge in quarantine has been trying to figure out how to play werewolves over Zoom. And if anyone knows, please share. So last night, we had a fun little game night. In true moms during quarantine fashion, only three of us made it. (laughs) (laughs) But we still had a great time. So I bought this thing called Jackbox, which I'm sure you've heard of at this point. But basically, they have games that 
are, I guess they were initially made for like Xbox or those types of things, but in quarantine have become super popular because it's a great way for people to play over some kind of video conferencing. And I had the best time. We had so much fun. Oh my God. We took screenshots. I cannot wait to put these up. (laughs) (laughs) Firstly, we played Party Pack 3, which has Quiplash and TKO (laughs) and the murder mystery trivia game. And all of those were really fun. Quiplash is hard to play with just three people. But Quiplash is essentially like apples to apples, grown up version. You play by your phone. So one person has like the main thing set up on your computer screen or whatever. And I just video shared it. Screen shared. Screen Screen shared shared via Zoom. Everyone plays it on their phone. Then TKO was (laughs) This is my new favorite game. Okay, TKO, they basically ask you to draw a couple of drawings. And then they ask you to make up a couple slogans. They mix and match people's drawings and slogans. Each person has to make like a t-shirt from designs and slogans. And then you vote on between two t-shirts, which has the funnier matched slogan drawing. Well, if you get some dirty ass, even if you're not dirty ass minded people, one was just like a bunch of scribbles and it was like, I'm sober or something like that. (laughs) No, it was your attempt of drawing a woman getting (laughs) bukkake. No, that was a different one. But that was the one that said I'm sober. But there was one that was just like mixed up and it was like, I'm with her or something. It (laughs) It was still funny, even though it was not really a picture. We also had no idea it was bukkake. We just thought it was like a crazy drunk lady. And it's times over. And then another one was a very detailed turd with corn <laughs> that said, like, keep pushing. It was really, we really had a great time with that. No, it said, don't push too hard. Or oh, something yeah, don't like that. push too hard. <laughs> But it wasn't designed to be like that. It just happened to be, it was hysterical. (laughs) It was really funny. Oh, there was one with a dick with semen coming in that said, hang on. (laughs) Hang in there. Hang in there. (laughs) And the best thing is you can buy these t-shirts after. You can have them printed and buy them for like $18. I still, I want to go back on and maybe buy some of those t-shirts. I don't think you can. I don't Uh, think you can go back. I think once you start a new game, it's gone forever. First of all, how? dangerous is this game if you're so wasted and you're just linked to PayPal and you're like I want that as a shirt you're just like bye I would have bought every t-shirt we have to play it this week. I was gonna say three more drinks in and I would have had four shirts (laughs) we have to play this weekend I gotta play again with you that was so fun I love my family I love my family A good friend of mine, fellow yoga teacher and just all around badass, Haley Isaacson, has been doing these awesome Zoom events. And we're going to talk to her and let her explain what she's been doing. Hi, Haley. I'm Ashley. So nice to meet you. Thank you for doing this. Of course. So Haley, first of all, where are you quarantining? I am quarantining in my childhood home, which is in a suburb right outside of Chicago. I've been here since March 15th. Question, is your childhood bedroom still decorated like it was in your childhood? My childhood bedroom is insane because I, so I have three sisters and they all stayed pretty local longer than I did. They went to like schools that were within driving distance. I went to Syracuse uh, out in New York. So my childhood bedroom was the first one to turn into like a storage unit. So yep. when I came back on the 15th of March, I could barely walk into my room. I mean, there were just boxes, dresses hanging. I mean, four daughters worth of stuff just like packed into my room. 
So I've been chipping away at getting some of it out of the way, but I definitely have a huge seven foot billboard from my bat mitzvah against my wall (laughs) that says really idle and multiple animals and pictures. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely living in like what, 2007, 2008. I'm into that. How did you decide to start online games in a more legitimate way during this quarantine and tell us about the two that you're currently hosting. You know, I really don't even know. I was laying in bed one night. I think my subconscious brain or conscious brain, I always mix the two up. One of them had seen earlier in the day that Matthew McConaughey was like hosting bingo at a nursing home. I saw home, that. And I so like, saw cute. that. And it was like stored in my head somewhere. And then I just remember laying in bed and I had this idea. I truly don't know where it came from. And I like posted a thing on my Instagram stories and I was like who wants to play bingo online and then I was like well it should be for charity and I should get people to join by giving them an incentive that they could choose the charity if they won I don't know I just kind of put it together in my brain and then put it out on the, the internet and people were like yeah let's do it I mean it's very silly and funny I mean it's like bingo we're playing bingo there's nothing fancy about this at all but it's great <laughs> so I love this what are the logistics that go into playing bingo over Zoom or whatever kind of, you know, video conferencing you use? Yeah. So there's this website that I've been using. I think it's like literally bingomaker.com. I pay like a very nominal fee each week to get my cards. I think it's like $4 and then I get all these PDFs. We've had around 40 people, I think at most at like the highest participation in a week, but people buy multiple cards. So I get about 200 and then people sign up one dollar a card to play and you can also increase your donation so some people will pay ten dollars but they'll only want three cards and then everyone pays me via venmo i collect it all in a pot and then i send out pdfs of the bingo cards so some people print them out some people play on their ipad and then so you don't need anything like a bingo card in your house it's all digital so i have a bowl of like all the bingo numbers i like found beads in my house and wrote like b6 and n12 on like all these little beads because it's all i could find and I shake them up in a bowl. Because you're in your childhood bedroom and you probably made a camp bracelet (laughs) from those same beads. Haley Idol sign in the background (laughs) playing some music and then the bingomaker.com has this like technology that I can click in which number I called so then everyone can see it on the screen so it'll say like really big like B8 was just called and last called was N15 and then it shows all the numbers that have been called so they can always see that and kind of check and cross reference and then we just play. Wow, that's so cool. I'm like actually very blown away. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should play. I am not surprised that Haley does this because she's a savvy motherfucker, this girl. So I'm a theater producer um, and theater and, and short films. So definitely a lot of my job is to just kind of pick ideas up and process them through my brain and figure out if this feels like something that should be worth happening or how could it make happen. So, you know, on any given day, I have a lot of random ideas that are just circulating. Um, And I feel like this bingo thing was just another one of them that 
was like, oh, maybe this feels like a simple thing that could actually happen. Whereas most of the theater things cost millions and millions of dollars. So they don't happen. (laughs) I feel like I've met a kindred spirit here. Now, I might have missed this, um, Haley, but are you also on Zoom when you're doing this? Yes. So we're on Zoom. So everyone's on their video. So it's like really fun. You know, you call a number and you see somebody like get excited or you call like N and you kind of like drag it out and you see everyone like at the edge of their seats. And then how it works is everyone's muted for the most part, except my family, which very often tends to unmute themselves uh, (laughs) despite my requests of them. But you unmute yourself if you win bingo. So then it kind of becomes a conversation and everyone's watching you and you're telling, you know, your card numbers and that's amazing and it's a different charity every time yeah so if you win you choose the charity that's kind of the incentive for people to buy more cards because the more cards you have the higher chance obviously of winning yeah whoever wins chooses the charity and that's how we kind of diversify it. You know, like they have a stake in the game. We raise money together, but then if you win, you singularly get to choose the charity that it goes to. So the reason that I came to this was that I lost all my income from coronavirus. I also teach yoga with Carrie. Our studio is shut down and I'm not producing any theater right now. Obviously, our personal needs are important, making sure that we all have roofs over our heads and we have food on the table and we have a warm place to shelter. But other than that, it felt to me that all efforts right now should be going to a greater cause to support organizations that are doing the work on the field, essential workers. To me, it was very important that it was all for charity and to help everyone who is affected from these horrible times. I completely understand what you're saying because I, you know, feel that way sometimes where I wish I could donate this large sum of money and really make an impact, but that's just not an option right now. You came up with this beautiful way of doing that. So from my understanding, you also do Monopoly, right? I do. The Monopoly started because I also nanny because no job in New York pays enough money. In real life, I play Monopoly with the girl that I nanny for. We love to play Monopoly. And so when we got separated and when social distancing started, we started playing Monopoly through the app and through Zoom. And she kind of lost interest very quickly. But I was like, this is really fun. I should play with friends also. So it's kind of the same thing. We actually play a game called Rento, which is the free version of Monopoly because Monopoly is like a $4.99 app or something. Huh. And Rento is free and it's the same thing. We get on a Zoom page. So we're all watching each other. And then we all have the app individually. And we just play like we're in person. Cool. And we play like once a week when I keep my commitment. I'm known for bailing sometimes if I'm zoomed out. Yeah. (laughs) But try to get in one game a week. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have really taken to disliking Zoom parties. I just find them to be chaotic and like overwhelming. So I totally understand being zoomed out. (laughs) It's a lot. I feel like at first, you know, two months ago, we like if you got invited to a Zoom party, it was like, you're so cool. It was so fun. It was so innovative. And now I'm definitely a little exhausted by that. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) My question is, what is the funniest thing that's happened so far while any of your bingo games or any of your Monopoly games have been going on? Like what kind of hijinks? Can you just name a couple of funny circumstances that have happened while you've been playing these online games? Nothing too exciting yet. So we decided to play with like getting an 
X. So like you fill up an X on the board versus just one line, because I thought if we just played for one line, the game would last like five minutes and it would be done. Yeah. So I set it to be an X and we were playing and my little cousin, who's I think he's four or five in New York was playing. And, you know, it was like 10 minutes into the game and he unmutes himself and he's like, bingo, bingo, bingo. And he's all so excited. He's jumping around and he's reading us his numbers. And he had just gotten one of the lines. Uh, so I had to like, you know, sadly tell him oh. that we were playing for an X and it crushed his little dreams. Um, oh. But other than that, no- nothing really like too funny has happened. It's kind of been in beta testing a little bit. Like we're, we only played it for four weeks. So we're still kind of like figuring out the kinks and sometimes my technology doesn't work. But yeah, stay tuned on that. Monopoly is much more casual and conversational. You could ask my Monopoly League playmates. They do not like me because I always connive them somehow. Yeah, There's more fun and high stakes, I would say, in Monopoly at this point than there is at Bingo. Well, let me tell you, my husband is such a nasty Monopoly player that every time I've played Monopoly with him, I have seriously considered divorcing him because I just think it's like such a reflection of who he really is. And he's like somehow hid this from me in all these years of being together. But he's just like so grubby and he hides and he's deceitful. And I'm just like disgusted by him every time we play Monopoly. (laughs) So that's my Yeah, that's me. I'm... I'm really bad at losing and I'm really bad at winning. I'm a really sore loser and I'm a really bad winner. Like yeah. I'm really like in your face and, and cocky. You sound like a joy, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> so Haley, now's the fun part. Tell us where we can find you, how we can participate in these games, plug yourself, you know, anything you want us to know or you want to promote. So we play bingo every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central time, 4 p.m p.m. Pacific time. I think that's what you call it over there in California. (laughs) Um, And it's open to everyone. So you you can find us at bingo with a zero. So at B-I-N-G zero for charity on Instagram. And all the info is there to sign up. I'm at Haley Isaacson. So you can message me any questions if you want to join. We'd love to have new people. And we've got some exciting things in the works, some bigger games, some bigger charity fundraising. Users, uh, guest hosts, all that kind of fun stuff as we kind of navigate this whole online gaming world. Well, Haley, I miss you a ton. I miss seeing you. Oh, P.S. Haley's also a yoga teacher, like a badass yoga teacher. So I miss seeing your face. I can't wait till we can squeeze each other again. But I'm continually impressed with just the creative ideas you have and how you just make shit happen all the time. So thank you so much for taking time and uh, taking a break from your childhood bedroom to come talk to us. Thank you so much, Haley. This was great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So now my good friend Ezra does something he's calling quarantine, which is karaoke over Google Hangouts. So we're going to chat with him and see how he organizes it and uh, go from there. That's right, guys. We have friends. Other than each other. You would have never known. Who would have thought? Hi, Ezra. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Enjoying quarantine life. I I mean, it's not too terrible, right? When you get past the impending doom. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't see it on the horizon, then it's uh, it's pretty chill. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's called denial. I think think you're right. I think that's the phrase we're looking for. Also, for those of us who are like me, just complete recluse homebodies anyway, it just 
works out, you know? So Ezra, you know, we're having a whole episode about how to maintain your friendships slash still have fun in this crazy time. And not only are you the king of karaoke in my mind and my heart and soul, but you are doing Zoom karaoke sessions, hangouts, what I, I don't know what we call them. Quarantine. Oh, oh I like that. No, I just thought it would be fun to do karaoke with people because I love doing karaoke. Everyone generally in their house tends to like just singing just throughout the day. You know, if you're cleaning your house, if you're just working on something, people like to listen to music and sing. And then I feel like, you know, right now people are just kind of frustrated and might just have extra energy built up from not being able to go outside or, um, you know, really do much outside of the house or with friends. So being able to sing familiar songs that you've heard before on karaoke Google Hangout is uh, pretty fun. So you do yours on Google Hangout specifically? Well, I was using Zoom before, but Zoom uses a lot of computer power and has a bit of a lag happening on it. It's not quite as apparent when you're talking to people, but when you're singing a song, it's very easy to notice who's out of sync. And Google Hangouts tends to have, I guess, it's browser-based, um, has a lot less lag, a lot less latency issues. So when you're singing along, people can actually go back and forth on songs and, you know, sing duets together. And there's a bit of a lag, but it's not as drastic as Zoom was. I've never even done a Google Hangout. This is the kind of content that I need to hear because I don't understand technology. So yeah. when Ashley said that you were doing karaoke and uh, via quarantine, you know, whatever, I was like, how does that work? Right. I was like, well, I still don't get how it works. Well, no, but I'm glad he's like, can describe it to us even if we still are too dumb to understand, but it's sort of like, in my mind, I was just like 1.21 gigawatts. Like it was just so futuristic. I couldn't even figure it out. Oh yeah. When the song gets to 88 BPM, you're going to hear some serious shit. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. And and anyone can set it up at home. It's very easy. So there's this great website and it's an app that can be on Amazon. Uh, You you can get it on a a Fire Stick, on a Chromecast, on your computer, on your phone. Um, Pretty much even in browser, I believe. It's basically like iTunes, but it's called Carafun. Um, And it's a karaoke subscription software that has a million songs in it. Like, And they keep adding new songs every day. I like the subscription model of the karaoke library because unlike whenever you go to a bar and there's a guy doing karaoke yeah you just have the songs that that dude bought or it came on the cd so you usually have like a 10 year outdated uh, song list but since everyone subscribed to carafun they can add songs all the time because chances are someone's going to want to use them and then i just put that on my second monitor so it shows uh lyrics and everything and then i screen share it and the really cool thing with carafun is they give you a url at the bottom that anyone at home can type in on their phone or computer and it opens the song queue so you can add your name, you add the song you want, and then it will just come up in the playlist. Gosh, technology is crazy. I know, this is incredible. So basically, one person pays for Carafun, right? Yep. You know, you screen share it. So it's not like the traditional model of karaoke where you used to, I guess you could do it like this, but it sounds like what you're describing is everyone can sing along. So it's not like one person's getting up and performing. It's everyone can be a part of it. You know, it really works both ways. I think that it works great if you want to sing your own song, if you want to sing a duet or a group song like Disney sing-alongs are really great because if there is a lag, doing a song that everybody knows is great because everyone's singing, nobody really hears the lag that much. If you're going to sing a song that is just you, if there's a bit of lag coming, it might be more difficult. So it just kind of depends on internet connectivity. But honestly, it works really well. I try to run it just like a regular karaoke room of people just cue their songs up when they come on. You sing. If other people want to join along or duet, you just sing and Kara Fun highlights the, you know, the different vocals and the different performers too. So it's really easy to follow. What do people 
people do to pick the song? So if you're the person with the Carafun subscription, do they just like type it in? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So on your side, you would see on your phone, um, when you type in the URL, you know, a little form. And if you wanted to sing like Baby Light My Fire, then you would type it in. If it's in the library, you would just click add to queue, type your name in. And then when it's your turn, it'll just automatically start playing. And then you sing. Oh, that's so cool. How did you even find out? Did you just Google how do you do a karaoke? Or are you just one of those people that knows shit like this? Great question. I love karaoke a lot. Um, One of my favorite things is this event called the RVIP, which is a karaoke. Ashley may have been on it once before. No, I've never been on it. No. Ezra (laughs) and our other friend Wilder have been trying to get me on it for so long. And I love karaoke. It's not like I'm opposed to it. It just like never worked out for one reason or another. Fair enough. And that's where I got really into karaoke. It's this uh, this karaoke RV that's been retrofit into being a, uh, a karaoke lounge. And they have this great library and they're only around once in a while because it really is a, an effort for for my friends uh, Kestrin and Jonathan to put this event together. But I still love doing karaoke. So I was looking for how can I do a karaoke event with friends? All the libraries online stink. When you do karaoke on YouTube, it stinks too because ads come up between every song. It's, you know, it's, and sometimes the tracks aren't really good. And then a friend of mine actually pointed me through to Carafun, tried it out. I had tried a few other ones like Tricerasoft and a few other strange karaoke apps. Um, but Carafun had a great library. It streams really well and um, it's really cheap too. Like if you do a two day subscription, it's like four or five dollars. And if you sign up for like the month, it's like nine dollars. So it's really, huh. really easy to throw a karaoke party. So Ezra, I feel the need mm-hmm. to share a couple things with you right now. So just get ready. I'm an oversharer. The first thing is that I knew I loved you from the first moment that you <laughs> were on our now dead live drunk Bob Taraj recording. I knew right away that you were down to clown. That's the first thing. And now you've endeared me even more so with all this karaoke. I worked as a bartender at a karaoke bar for nine years. That's very cool. I've seen some things. In my opinion, the guys that ran, it was a night at a live music venue bar. And these guys are the best karaoke dudes. They have all the latest lists and they help perform with you. They're basically your hype men during the entire performance. That's fun. And it was called Karaoke Killed the Cat. Shout out to these guys. They do the Impractical Jokers cruise every Mm -hmm. year too. They're friends with those. It was so fun. I now know every song that is the worst song to sing at karaoke, like don't ever do it. Like Fiona Apple, don't do it. Everyone knows you're sad that you might go home and stalk your boyfriend. Like don't do it. (laughs) It seems like a good idea that you are like, it seems sexy. It's not. And then like the best songs to do. Also the Humpty Dance moves so quickly. In my mind, I can sing it. And then in karaoke, that shit is so fast. One of the biggest things with karaoke that I always find really fun. And just to add to two songs that you should never do for karaoke, Pop Was a Rolling Stone and Come On Baby Light My Fire. Because- Oh yeah. Yeah. The musical interludes are just like, they're like minutes upon minutes upon minutes long. Same for Hey Jude <laughs> at the very end. Like nobody wants that. Also the same, Sweet Child of Mine is great, but you better have a stand-up routine or a hella dance routine <laughs> for that guitar solo in the middle. You have to fill those 240 bars or whatever. Um, exactly. But the thing with karaoke that I always really think is fun when someone does karaoke in a song they have it done for the first time is you think you know a song really well. And you sing it all the time, you sing it in the car, and you're always listening to the song when you're singing it at home, everywhere. And then when you do it for karaoke for the first time, that's when you find out if you actually know the song or not. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's like do or die. Yep. Um, Ezra, what are your go-to karaoke songs? Go-to karaoke songs. That's a good question. Um, I really like um, Forgot About Dre. That's probably one of my go-tos. Hmm. Um, I love Feed Me from Little Shop of Horrors. If someone's around to do Seymour, I like to do The Plant. That's that's something that's I like. That's good. What's another one? I used to do Hot and Her all the time. And then I, <laughs> once I went I to I remember do, those days. 
I remember the hot in her days. I stopped doing it after I went to do karaoke one night with a bunch of new co-workers and I overheated because I had given blood earlier that day. There was no air conditioning in the room. Um, I was wearing a leather jacket and I was nervous. And I overheated and I fainted while singing Hot in Her and I almost broke my nose and I was like, time to retire that song. It was literally <laughs> hot in uh, that's yeah. That's the best way to retire that song though. Like nothing is more appropriate. Yeah, it was time for that one to go. <laughs> Carrie, do you have a, a go-to karaoke song? Well, it depends. I do like The Sweet Child of Mine only if I have a friend and then we can do like a dance solo. Yeah. Um, I am known for doing Hearts Alone, but I feel like it's getting old. Do you not know the song or you're just like... No. Uh, no, I don't know it. Yes, you do. Heart till now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Back. That one. It's very high. So I have to have, yes. have lots of drinks in me. And then yeah. nine to five is fun. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. And then Humpty Dance. But it's very fast. That's good. Ashley, what's your go-to karaoke song? So I'm really into rapping in karaoke. So I do Work It by Missy Elliott. I do Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot, obviously. And I really like show tunes. Uh, certain show tunes specifically I know this is where Ezra can get into his love of Hamilton and Lin-Manuel but I like I'm telling you from Dreamgirls it's very ambitious and there are days it has to be the right crowd for that one it has to be the right crowd I have to be lubricated appropriately there's a lot that goes into that for me when I nail it I fucking nail it you know that's gonna be my other question too is what is your alcohol of choice for karaoke all of them I think I'm a gin and tonic person. I like gin and tonics for karaoke because I don't, if I get too, like, if I drink too much, like, tequila or rum or any of the, like, the super rowdy liquors, then sometimes I'll just start going too fast and not really track and pay attention to the song properly. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, beer isn't a good choice for me. Too much burping. I'm already yeah, lots of gas. burper. And wine isn't great for me either, so mine's gonna be hard alcohol, like margaritas, gin and tonics, or vodka soda. I think tequila, for me, is is the way to go because it's happy juice, you know? It's it's the thing that kind of gets the party going. It's silly, it's fun, and it's like, you know, quick and to the point. So it's not like a, it's going to take me two hours to uh, get into party mode. It's also a great karaoke kickoff song, tequila, because uh, there's only one That's word true. and everybody can kind of pregame and, and loosen up a little bit to it. You are an expert. I see, you, I see your brain right now, and I'm impressed. So do you have a story of like the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in karaoke? Yeah, I definitely do. So I would say my craziest karaoke experience was, I guess it was a few years ago, 2014, I think, 2014. So this RVIP I was talking about earlier, this karaoke retrofit RV lounge, was doing a road trip from California to Florida and back. Um, in that was the- after 2014, because I was living here and I was hoping you guys were going to make it here. Oh, okay. So I guess that was like 2015. So they actually asked me and Wilder, who Ashley mentioned before, who's one of my best friends from high school, to be the MCs on this road trip. That was a two- uh, a week road trip from here to Florida and back, stopping at in Alabama, stopping in Arizona. We stopped in pretty much every state along the way and just through karaoke parties. We stayed in hotels. We didn't really just stay on the RV the whole time since it's not really built for that anymore, since it's really more of like a little nightclub type thing. But I had never been through the whole South and got to drive through the whole South, didn't even have to drive, just got to look out of the windows. We sang karaoke. We went to um, Dollywood and Graceland. Oh, yes. And like parked in front of Graceland and sang like a bunch of Elvis songs. And we just had a great time. Um, me, Wilder, and then two other uh, RVIP friends just having this incredible time. That's where I 
really learned karaoke. I not learned karaoke, but learned how to MC karaoke. When I was a kid, I didn't like karaoke at all. And then I realized that it was actually really fun when I figured out that you don't have to be good at it. And that's not what makes karaoke fun. It just makes it fun if you're having fun. And if you want to do great, if you want to do silly voices, if you want to do anything, that's what makes the night fun. Not just hearing some amazing like theater and review string of performances. And then going on this road trip was what made me feel like, okay, now I can be a person who like turns on the microphone and gets karaoke going for everybody else at where I used to be a person who would have to like, you know, wait two hours into the karaoke night. And then eventually I put a song in and kind of warm up to it. I got rid of all my hesitations on that trip. That's amazing. It's true. It's like how you sell it. It isn't really the quality of it. It's not like we're auditioning for a Broadway. The right way for the babies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, everyone loves Alex, but really Moira is the way to go. Oh God, Moira is amazing. She's fantastic. I hope to have wigs with names one day. Ezra, where do we find these quarantine... Corn sings. Corn sings. So the next quarantine thing that I'm hosting is going to be on Friday the 22nd. What time? Probably be 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time, so it'd be 10.30 New York time. But if there's lots of people in New York who are interested, then I can always start it earlier. I did that last week for my cousin Jessica, who's in Manhattan. And we stayed on with some of her friends from New York for a long time. Okay, well, that's good. Isn't 8.30, 11.30 New York time? Oh, yes, it is. So Ezra, is there anything you want to plug about yourself? You want to give us your Instagram account? Tell us about yourself. It's, you know, whatever you want to do with this time. Sure. No, I'll just do two little plugs. I do animation. I'm an animator and artist. So I have my art Instagram, which is art of Ezra, art, A-R-T of E-Z-R-A, Ezra. That's me. And you can see my art there. But if you're interested in quarantine, you can come to uh, my personal Instagram, which is eedmond, E-D-M-O-N-D. And that's where I put in my story, just updates for future corn sings. But everyone listening knows that the next one will be on the 22nd at 1030, as I mentioned before. But after that, if you're looking for more, you'll find them there. And I'll make sure that Ashley and Carrie also have the URL for the corn sing that's coming up next Friday. If I may also say, Ezra is a very, very talented animator, illustrator. Um, I mean, I do illustration also. So I guess animation, art, and illustration, illustration. Illustrator sounds so formal. Sounds like I work for like a cool magazine. (laughs) I miss you, buddy. I know. I miss you too. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a blast. Thank you. Hashtag swag bag. I have a really stupid hashtag swag bag. All right, let's hear it. My hashtag swag bag is customer service during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) That is so Karen of you. Okay, so. (laughs) Not that I disagree, but that is so Karen of you. First week of quarantine, I got really nervous and I just bought a lot of cheap shit, as many of us (laughs) did. Some of which was evidently I wanted slutty jean short cutoffs during this time. (laughs) And so I bought like four different ones from Old Navy, basically two different styles, but two different sizes because I didn't know what size I was and I was going to return them. Same with the jeans I'm wearing now. So then Old Navy, after it wasn't coming, they said, your order is going to be delayed. Then it was like, just kidding, we've canceled your order. So I was like, oh, bummer. So then I went on to Target and I bought kind of the same-ish things. All of a sudden, magically, I got a huge box from Old Navy. Turns out they canceled it, but they sent it anyway and they didn't charge me. Nice. So my cousins are getting the hand-me-downs of the size that didn't fit. And you know what? They're first responders, so good for them. They deserve some free (laughs) jeans. And then Target came, and I was like, 
oh, these don't look right. I'm going to return them. And I went to go process the return this morning. And it was like, just keep it. Really? We're going to return your money to you, but save wow. all seven pairs of jean shorts that you bought from Whoa. us. So pro tip, evidently, they're really afraid of getting things back. I literally have $200 worth of like leisure wear and shorts from Target in my shopping bag that I am immediately going to order. Because anything under like $40, I mean, I don't actually know, but everything that I've returned, they're like, just kidding. Don't you can keep it, but we'll give you your money back. So wow. my my swag bag is pro tip. If you want to <laughs> fuck over big business and resell your shit on Poshmark or give it as Christmas presents, now is the time to do it. You know who I want to fuck over? Yes, I do. Who? <laughs> You said yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't Aritzia. think you do. Oh, well, yeah, fuck them. But Jeff Bezos on oh, yeah, track yes, exactly. to be the first trillionaire. Yeah. No one needs that much money. No. Literally can't do anything with and it. And give gloves and masks for free to your people. Give a lot more than that. So I know that that is maybe not the best hashtag swag bag. It's all kinds of fucked up, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it on purpose. But now you can. Is that an okay hashtag swag bag? I approve. I can link you to all the things that I sort of bought. <laughs> and now own but didn't pay for if you want oh my god it's so on brand for me it's like not it's even funny. very very on brand for you so my hashtag swag bag is i have two this week i signed up for obey today and i love it cool. i think it's great I'm um, immediately regretting the gym membership I started right before quarantine that I'm never going to be able to get out of because you know how gym memberships are. I'm going to try, but I tried to call them today. They're not even open. But I really recommend Obey Fitness. I think they have every kind of class I have any interest in taking, including like ballet cardio type stuff, stretching, yoga, Pilates, high intensity workout stuff. So I did like a ballet cardio. I'm going to you for yoga, obviously. I mean, um, you can you can cheat on me. It's fine. I actually know a bunch of teachers that teach it on that app. So my other hashtag swag bag is Carrie's yoga class because... Oh. And this was, honestly, she didn't ask me to do this to promote her. This is a genuine, you know how we are with our hashtag swag bag. They are genuine things that we love. But I have never had such a great yoga class. I just really felt, obviously, I've never had a one-on-one yoga class before this. It was great. And I can't recommend it enough. My cold heart, which has zero feelings left. I have a little tear in my eye now. Well, who are you, me? I know. Oh, I pulled it, Ashley. Lucky. Yeah, but genuinely, Obey, Carrie. Obey, Carrie. How do we link the show notes to your class schedule? It's always on my Instagram. Yeah, just follow Carrie on Instagram, which is at Carrie Sotero, and you can find her yoga class schedule there. But seriously, genuinely, she has been doing this shit for two months. This is the first time I took the class, and I loved it. So, And they're all saved on Facebook, a lot of them. Yeah. So there you have it. Well, that was fun. Yeah, guys. Well, we're in thinking about doing like a momtourage sponsored game night. So we already have a couple. Yeah. So yeah. look for that in the future because we want to have a good time and we want you to have a good time. And we miss you. And we're so thankful that you're choosing to spend your stay at home listening time with us. And also, you know, we're trying to get ahead of things and plan things out a little bit. So if there's anything you'd love for us to do a show on or talk about, please let us know. Because, you know, we run out of ideas sometimes. It's true. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. 
Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.